1: All comments, views, and opinions expressed are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. In the next hour, Terry and her guest illuminate how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Through education and conversation, there is hope. Here's your host, Terry Oranga.
2: Hello, and welcome to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and this program, Autism One, a Conversation of Hope, for Tuesday, July 8th. I'm your host, Terry Aranga, here with my guests, Patricia Finn Esquire and Michelle Ryder. Patricia Finn Esquire represents thousands of parents and children throughout the United States in obtaining vaccination exemptions. The firm litigates vaccine civil rights cases in state and federal courts. Please visit www.fm.org vaccineexemption.org. Michelle Ryder is a Kansas hospice nurse who sought medical care for her teenage son, Isaiah, in Illinois, where he was inappropriately taken from her. She and others are now fighting for Michelle to regain custody and Isaiah to be returned via Team Isaiah. Please visit the Team Isaiah Facebook page. Welcome, Patty and Michelle.
3: Oh, thank you.
2: We're going to start talking with you, Michelle, so can you please start at the beginning sharing with listeners historically what had been going on with Isaiah's health before this last episode
3: of Seeking Medical Care? Sure, Terry. Uh, Isaiah, he has uh, a condition called neurofibromatosis that causes tumors to form on the nerve nerve, um, inside his body. Um, He also has other health conditions, he has kidney disease, and Isaiah experienced a fracture to his leg when he was six years old, um, which resulted in um, years, I mean, from age six to 15, Isaiah was in and out of the hospital, um, surgery after surgery, trying to save his leg um, at the same hospital in Kansas City. Um, which resulted in an amputation, a partial amputation of his leg. And he then developed uh, complications from the amputation where he was experiencing um, severe pain and, and involuntary movement to that leg that would be episodic. And so... Um, Doctors weren't uh, sure, and still aren't sure, exactly what those movements are. So um, Isaiah had tumors to his partially amputated leg that were needing that were causing him pain, and so we went to Chicago. It was recommended there were specialists there, and a surgeon um, was recommended, highly recommended, to have. Um, Uh, he felt it was necessary to have these tumors removed that were causing him pain in the amputated leg. Um, Mind you, those episodes, you know, he had up until this point had a total of three of them since his amputation. So they started right after the amputation. Um, We were actually transferred to Boston Children's um, September of 2012, right after the surgery, like three weeks after the surgery, Um, to try to get the pain managed and these movements to stop. Um, They were able to do that at that time, Um, and we went back to Kansas City, weaned off all of his medications, and for a year, he was good. He was learning how to use his prosthesis, and he wasn't having any of the movements. Well, about a year later, September of 2013, the pain started coming back, and then the movements followed. And when I say movements, they're like seizure-like movements, and they are, um, they're just not controlled. They can't get them controlled with medication. And it seems like each episode is worse than the last. So the one that he had, um, he had a surgery at Lurie's Hospital on March 31st. And those movements were actually triggered in the surgery. They were stimulating the nerves and because um, they wanted to make sure they weren't going to cut on motor nerves, and they were cutting these tumors off. And the movement started while he was asleep. And they got progressively worse. Um, his pain got worse. Um, I mean, they continued through recovery, and um, they were not able to manage his pain. Uh, Isaiah was admitted to the ICU. Um, they Everything that they tried, they weren't able to ease his pain. So years and years of this, this sounds like
2: a serious medical situation, the neurofibromatosis, tumors yes. on his nerves, kidney disease, yes. an amputated leg. So
1: yes. um,
2: you've really spent years and years mm-hmm. being concerned about and caring for your son and then... This uh, unspeakable stress was placed upon you, and yet with all of his medical problems and all of Uh his pain, severe pain, in pictures with you, uh, Uh Isaiah looked like a very happy
3: individual. You must be a very Uh good mother. Oh, thank you. You know, Isaiah is an amazing boy. He's, um, He's been through more than any child, any person, you know, should really have to go through and he really, um, we really tried to just focus on, you know, what he could do. You know, he always wanted to be, like, as normal, you know, as he could. So even when he got his prosthesis, you know, we didn't let that get in the way for that year that he was doing good. I mean, we have a, an amusement park in Kansas City, World of Fun. Like, he would go there with his, with his friends. He had a job in, in Liberty in Kansas City. He has a job where he was working um, at a restaurant, and, you know, he has a girlfriend, a ton of friends. So, yeah, for them to, this hospital that we went to for help, you know, um, to remove tumors that needed to be removed that were causing them pain, for them to turn around and do this, to gain control, because I was exercising my parental rights saying you know, my son is suffering, you can't help him. They tried to take him in and do epidural blocks to numb him, but they couldn't even get him numb on the right side. Um, You know, he has tumors in his abdomen and on his spine that could be interfering with those epidural blocks that they were trying to place, but he would be numb on the right side of his body. They had exhausted all their efforts. I mean, they had exhausted all their resources. And, you know... My family and I, my family came out from Kansas City. I mean, we were just watching him suffer. And all we were asking for was to get him help. You know, please, we understand that you're trying. You know, I think that it's very, it's very disgusting. You know, I don't even know how to word, put in words what has happened here. But for them to use this sort of power you know, for them to do this, to use this sort of power, knowing what they were doing, you know, is, you know, it's just, um, it's it's almost unbelievable. Um, you know, honestly, I, I've been in healthcare for 16 plus years. I'd never heard of anything like this, never even thought of anything like this. In fact, we thought up until the day that they did this that they were actually going to transfer my son. They went along with the request, to get him transferred, because we thought that everyone was on the same page, and that was to help Isaiah. You go to a doctor, you go to hospitals for help, you don't think that they are going to turn around and cause so much harm to a child and a family. Michelle, do you imagine
2: that perhaps this is because of some sort of self-protectionism on their
3: part? You know, um, I have gone over and over in my mind trying to figure out, you know, did they think that they were doing the right thing? Um, I, you know, I believe that it was a form of of power. Um, You know, this is what, this was the only thing that they could do to regain power of the situation. You know, I we wanted him transferred. They wanted to be the heroes. However, they didn't know what was going on with him and he was suffering. So then they have turned everything around, and instead of acknowledging, you know, there's undisputed diagnosis. We know that he has these diagnoses. We know that these are painful. I mean, he clearly was in a lot of pain, but they, they then even downplayed that, saying, you know, like as though his pain wasn't real. They said his vital signs didn't change. Well, his vital signs did change, And I even have video, you know, um, evidence, you know, showing that. And, um, you know, my question to them is, why then did you have him on greater than 15 medications, most of those being pain medications, if he wasn't in pain? And why did you keep him in the ICU for 30 days? if that wasn't real pain. It's like they try to say, I think with sometimes doctors, if they don't know what it is, they then turn around and either blame the patient or, in this instance, you know, myself as the parent, you know, or they will say, you know, it's a mental thing. You know, That that's what they're doing. And this is becoming a trend. You know, it's not just Isaiah. You know, there's the other case of Justina, Pelletier, mm, somewhat of a mimic case. In fact, Boston doctors were involved with my son's situation as well. I had reached out to them for help thinking that they would help and I, I believe that, you know, there was involvement on that end as well. I did not know about Justina's case at the time. Um, but I don't know all the, the motives. Um, you know, I've, I've been told several things. You know, there is research specific to Isaiah's diagnosis that is going on at that hospital. Um, as far as financially, I mean, they continue to bill my private insurance this entire time. I have bills coming from everywhere. He even went to, like, a rehab institute afterwards. and I mean, I, I'm getting bills like you wouldn't believe um, from, from this situation.
2: Well, this is this is truly a nightmare and um mm-hmm. especially as uh Isaiah it does not sound like he has gotten actually the efficacious medical help that he needs and he's also been put in harm's way uh uh-huh. where he where he's now at. Um but uh-huh. what
3: exactly have they accused you of? Are you allowed to share that? Yeah, they um uh, they accused me of medical child abuse. And, um, when they, when they said that to me, um, it was, um, it was April the 15th, um, when they, that was like the first night, I think, that I had gone back and slept at the Ronald McDonald house. My parents had been in town. Isaiah was still in the ICU, but he was, you know, he was resting. So I went back to rest because we had gotten very little rest. I mean, his pain was pretty much constant. Like the only time he was getting relief was when he was sleeping. And um, so I came back and there was a social worker that met me at the front of the hospital and um, she said that they wanted to have a meeting with me. I had had several meetings with different hospital... I mean, I I had called an ethics committee meeting the day before um, just because, you know, we're two weeks into the hospital stay... I'm being told he's transferred. We had a transfer that was all set in place through insurance. I'd been communicating with my insurance. You know, this transfer wasn't happening. So I called an ethics committee meeting. I'd also spoken with the physicians who were um, treating Isaiah, also the social worker and case manager. And then that evening, I also had a a meeting with um, the hospital administrator on the phone. Um, But as far as um, I'm sorry, Terry. I've I've lost the question. That's okay. We're going to take a brief
2: break at this point. Anyway, um, in the discussion, and pick up with you when we come back from break here at the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. And we want to let uh, our listeners know about the fact that they can get CBD, cannabidiol oil, shipped right to their door. Hemp Meds PX CBD-rich hemp oil is available in all 50 states and over 40 countries. I'm going to give you the July 20% off Hemp Meds discount code exclusive to this radio program, and that 20% off discount code is A1, numeral 1, radio, numeral 7. That's A1, radio 7, It will be updated each month, so if you're listening to this archive in a month, others end July, please check a current show. And during the break, you can visit www.hempmedspx.com. We'll be right back.
4: You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Holy hormones, honey! Every week, this groundbreaking radio show brings you insight about hormone fluctuations, addressing the core biological issues that cause mood disorders, and offers a general support center for women everywhere at any stage in their lives. Host Leslie Carol Botha has the passion and drive to help you make informed decisions about your well-being and reclaim your life. Holy Hormones, Honey, sponsored by True Hope Incorporated, the leaders in brain health, is broadcast live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, Noon Eastern, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you had your CBD
5: today? CBD or cannabidiol is a natural part of hemp oil that's making headlines in 2014. HempMeds is the world's trusted source for CBD-rich hemp oil because they see total body care as a necessity, not a luxury. HempMeds offers premium CBD-rich hemp oils in a variety of ways, from natural hair and skin care to herbal supplements and lifestyle products. And CBD-rich hemp oil is available right now in all 50 states. Quality begins with non-GMO industrial hemp cultivars grown on family farms using no pesticides, herbicides, or toxic fertilizers. Only with HempMets are you guaranteed consistent, quality, natural CBD-rich hemp oil from Healthy Hemp. There are so many different ways to enjoy CBD-rich hemp oil from HempMets. The only question we have
0: for you is... Have you had your CBD today? Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 11-11 11 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network, Eleven Eleven Talk Radio, because shift happens. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content
1: you just can't find anywhere else.
0: That's voiceamerica.tv.
1: Tune in now. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866 472 5792. Now, back to the program. Here's Terry.
2: We are back with Patricia Finn Esquire, who we'll be talking to during the show, and Michelle Ryder. We've been talking with Michelle Ryder in the first segment. Her son Isaiah was inappropriately taken from her when she sought medical help for him in. Illinois. We asked Michelle uh, what she was actually accused of and she replied that she was accused of medical child abuse. And this is Michelle who's been a hospice nurse for 16 years. So she has medical knowledge. She has knowledge of her own son and his condition and she's been a hospice nurse for 16 years. So um, obviously she's able to uh, maintain a job in that field. Uh, I just want to remind listeners of a situation uh, that we had on the show before where uh, Melissa Ellingson, a new mother, uh, had sustained a vaccine injury and she was in one medical facility and they were telling her mother to wrap up her personal affairs because they thought she was going to die. But she was transferred to an expert neurological hospital and she was actually able uh, to get better and live. Mm-hmm. So um, that's just a precedent for when someone is transferred to another expert facility, they can actually improve from a bleak prognosis. We also have the parallel of Justina Pelletier, who sought medical help in Massachusetts and was uh, taken from her parents for a really long time, a a horrific ordeal, Mm -hmm. and has since uh, just recently been returned. We hope for a good outcome here. And, Michelle, uh, we are back with you So are you um, able to share what's happened, what happened at the last court date and how Isaiah is doing now and where he is?
3: Yes. Um, At the last court date, um, which was last week, um, we had been going through the temporary testy hearing, which is normally a hearing that lasts, um, to my understanding, about 48 hours, but it lasted over two months. Um, So um the the judge we we thought uh, we were thinking, you know, because they they did not have um their burden. I mean they could not prove their burden of medical child abuse um, you know they it, they were saying that um, I was requesting stronger medications for Isaiah when in fact, um quite the opposite, medications were not clearly working for what was going on with Isaiah. Um, there was two incidents where they had, I mean, he was on many medications and, and none of them seemed to be really managing his pain, but they wanted to like throw on additional medications like methadone. And there was two instances and I, you know, I, I didn't agree with that because narcotics were not helping him. And, um, they, the only thing that was showing to help him was when they were able to get the nerve numb. And there was, like, one point when they had the catheter, the epidural catheter, and then they manipulated it. And then Isaiah was saying, I'm numb. You know, he felt relief. And for six hours, he was pain-free and didn't have the movements, but then the catheter fell out. So um, they... Um, they, as far as um, what happened at the court gates, you know, and their allegations, um, they're, you know, were able to refute, basically, you know, what I was wanting for my son was help. They were not able to help him. So I requested, you know, a transfer. I talked with other um, hospitals and doctors, and it was recommended that he go to, um, it was recommended by Children's uh Initially, he was going to be transferred to Philadelphia Children's Hospital. And then there was communication. I was told from Larry that they were just waiting on a bed. And that's, uh, you know, that's what we were thinking. And then when I talked with Philadelphia, there, I mean, there was a discrepancy. They were telling me, well, we want to make sure we can help him. And I said, you know, I respect that. There's no reason for him to go there if you don't feel you can help him. Who do you think would best serve Isaiah? And this is, you know, a well-respected hospital. And they were saying, he needs to go to Cincinnati Children's Hospital. They have an elite pain team. They have the NF doctor. They have, um, when I started researching that, they had a movement disorder program that diagnoses unknown movements, possibly related to genetics. So I started telling the hospital, please, you know, this is where he needs to go. And I had first reached out to them and asked them to help. Um, for whatever reason, they wanted to keep him in their ICU, and, and they managed to do that. Um, the judge um, kept Isaiah in temporary custody of the state of Illinois last week. Um, he uh, deemed the hospital doctor, um, her testimony, as credible, um, When this doctor was stating that, Isaiah, she was describing his pain episodes as if they weren't real pain. She was saying that his vitals didn't change during these episodes when they did. Clearly, I mean, uh, vitals changing, heart rate changing, all those are, are bodies. I mean, it's a response to pain. And it's going to happen, you know, with anyone. And so we actually have video that shows Isaiah's his heart rate monitor um, going as his pain and, and movements are getting worse. You can hear the, the beeping on the heart rate monitor. You can hear it alarm you, you you can tell that there's changes there clearly was changes so the judge found this doctor who stated that but even though he he saw the evidence he saw the evidence that was submitted to him and and um i, I don't know i um he, this doctor also testified on one day that Isaiah had an eeg to rule out which is what they use to rule out seizures Isaiah had not had an eeg There was a neurologist that came in and recommended it, and um, it was never done. And then on another day in cross-examination, it was asked again, and it came out, no, he didn't have an EEG. When When the judge made his ruling, it was in her testimony that he did not have the EEG. He said that he had the EEG. There was just way too much discrepancy. I'm very disappointed. Um, I, I don't know, you know, what what is going on, but I do know that my son is suffering because of these decisions and this abuse of power that is and happening. And where is he now? He currently, uh, so from, uh, he went straight from the ICU um, at Lurie's Children's mm-hmm. Hospital And didn't go to a step-down unit. He was kept in there for 30 days total in the ICU and then six days prior to the ICU admission. And then he went to a... He was dumped into a medical children's facility that he wasn't appropriate for. Lurie's hospital knew he wasn't appropriate for. The facility knew as soon as they got him that he wasn't appropriate for. His guardian the litem knew he wasn't appropriate Basically, this was a facility where all of the children were ventilator and trache dependent and couldn't speak. You know, my son, he, he, can, he can speak. He doesn't have a ventilator. So that facility then transferred him two days later. Um, so that was on May the 6th. On May the 8th, they transferred him back to Lurie's. Lurie's not only would not take him back, but they would not find appropriate placement for Isaiah. They were willing to let him go into a shelter. It was when all these things were occurring that it was evident to me that they they did not care. Isaiah's well-being and interest was not, that did not matter to them. And and they showed me through their actions. Um, And then he was then transferred to a foster home. So he's currently in a stranger's home in the state of Illinois, a state that we were a visitor in that we went to get medical care for, and now he's being held hostage. He's being held against his will. He's almost 17 years old. He has made public statement, public video. He's told the judge, you know, he was totally drunk, had no idea what was going on. This hospital, I mean, I just, I, I, you know, with everything else that has happened, you know, they, what they did to him I, is just, um, it's, it's unforgivable. I mean, it's just—I I don't know what's going on here. It, he's in an unsafe neighborhood in Chicago. He is. He's on a, in a suburb, a suburb on the south side of Chicago, and um, you know, very, very different from the community that we live in in Kansas City, Missouri. And we live up, in, you know, what is called the Northland, and you know, a, a safe community. I mean, um, just very different and um he, there was an incident that happened a couple of days ago where his uh his safety was in jeopardy and um you know yeah. i just we're,
2: we're reading in the news about all of the shootings in chicago um, that's yeah. publicly available information um and uh I visited Chicago not too long ago, and uh the the taxi driver said, "The one place you don't want to go is the south side of Chicago, uh-huh. so now we have Isaiah who uh-huh. um is an individual who needs to have good medical care, who has uh-huh. been taken from a loving home, uh not given the medical care that he needed, and uh transferred uh ripped away from his loving home and put in a very unsafe place.
3: Uh
2: We are going to take a break here at the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We will be right back with Patricia Finn Esquire and Michelle Ryder uh, to talk about this a little bit more and then talk with Patricia and just to let our listeners know uh, that you can get cannabidiol cannabidiol oil, excuse me, which uh, is available in all 50 states and over 40 countries from HempMeds PX, and you can visit them at www.hempmedspx.com. The discount code is A1Radio7, 20% off discount code for July. We'll be right back.
4: Opinions, Options, Answers. Voice America Health and Wellness.
5: Have you had your CBD today? CBD or cannabidiol is a natural part of hemp oil that's making headlines in 2014. HempMets is the world's trusted source for CBD-rich hemp oil because they see total body care as a necessity, not a luxury. HempMets offers premium CBD-rich hemp oils in a variety of ways, from natural hair and skin care to herbal supplements and lifestyle products. And CBD-rich hemp oil is available right now in all 50 states. Quality begins with non-GMO industrial hemp cultivars grown on family farms using no pesticides, herbicides, or toxic fertilizers. Only with HempMets are you guaranteed consistent, quality, natural CBD-rich hemp oil from Healthy Hemp. There are so many different ways to enjoy CBD-rich hemp oil from HempMets. The only question we have for you is... Have you had your CBD today?
4: Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness.
1: Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry
2: We are back with Patricia Finn Esquire and Michelle Ryder. Michelle Ryder has been describing to us the horrific situation with her son Isaiah for whom she lovingly sought efficacious medical help in the state of Illinois and instead he was ripped away from her, taken into custody by the state of Illinois and now placed in harm's way in uh, a dangerous neighborhood, in fact where there have been many shootings in the news lately uh and uh Patricia Finn is with us. Uh she Michelle was not able to be with us last week, so we invited her back for this week and Patricia Finn was scheduled. So Patricia Finn Esquire represents thousands of parents and children throughout the United States in obtaining vaccination exemptions. Her firm litigates vaccine civil rights cases in state and federal courts and again her website is www.vaccineexemption.org. So they're together on this show, but this uh, Patricia Finn, thank you for joining us. I know this might not be your particular specialty, although it sounds a lot like civil rights to me. I know you can't violate uh, any privacies or offer legal advice, but what kind of impression does this situation of Isaiah uh, and Michelle Ryder make upon you?
6: Well um this story is painful to even listen to and I as I said during the break I'm very sorry Michelle uh, that you've gone through this um it is it is kind of exceptional I I think that par- uh, parental rights are being questioned right and left these days and and we're banging up against um uh, you know, pharma and, and the doctors that are being dominated by, you know, this kind of machine type of medication. And it, it's awful, uh, what's happening. Um, these cases though, like Justina's and Isaiah's and Alex, uh, Spiracus, as, as we all know, were tragedies, uh, of the extreme. Uh, it does seem like though we're, we're heading in a direction that's very, very troubling. And all I know is as I listen to this story, what I want to know is where are your lawyers? Where, where are these lawyers? I, I'm not commenting on anyone who is representing you or not, but it just mm-hmm. seems to me that we need more people involved here on the legal front and slapping down these hospitals and slapping down uh, these pharmaceutical companies that are, are
3: just off the hook. Michelle, any comment? Uh, yes, I... Um yeah I agree i um agree as far as i you know from what I'm seeing, um, you know, with like the state and the and the judge and and I have a public defender. um Isaiah has an attorney that's representing him. Um, yeah, there's a lot of rights that I feel like are being violated, uh, especially for my my son, you know, he had requested. Um, a change, and he has a guardian ad litem, so they're supposed to be representing both, you know, attorney and, you know, his his guardian, but initially she had, um, she was going to withdraw um, because she didn't want to represent his wishes, but then she didn't. She stayed in, and then Isaiah, you know, he requested, um... A different guardian might him and instead of getting that, he was confronted by her and she said to him, I, I heard you don't like me. And he is requested to be at the hearings. He, he's denied that. He's requested, um, you know, he's almost 17 years old. I mean, they're, they're keeping everyone out of the court. This is a family court. You know, they're closing the doors. The only people that are allowed in there are media. And quite honestly, I feel it's necessary um, to have observation. Gosh, Isaiah's being treated like a criminal. Yeah, he's not. He's asked to come to the court. Yeah, he's, he's been denied that right. Um, he asked his guardian what happened, what was said at the last court hearing. And he was told that that was confidential. Confidential. In his life.
6: <laughs> no, I, I think as a community we, we need to get together here because individual parents that they, they just can't handle this and it it's too hard. And again, you know, I'm not saying anything about your law guardian or public defender. They they generally tend to be excellent attorneys, uh because they're they're in it every day doing the same thing and you know, my experience with Many professionals in child protection services uh, law guardians, but the judges they 're quality people um, out out to help you know i, I don 't yeah. think the legal system is broken. I think it 's access, and it sounds like Michelle uh, needs uh, more support than what she 's getting and and we have to do it as a community you know in in mary 's case here in New York, um, which is the case that we 're litigating. Regarding uh, parental rights, um, Mary uh, has uh, been very effective in in raising money and raising awareness on on the legal front and i haven 't really seen that before. Um, you know we gather together as parents and prayer in prayer and and in many other really, really important ways. But it's just, you know, we have to get tough now and, and fight back and fight hard. Uh so they're not inclined uh to take advantage of parental rights and then we would have less problems that we're seeing with these children. It's it's sickening really to how you the truth. There
2: is a new Facebook group that just started today that's called Pray to Save Isaiah. Uh, pray space to space, hashtag save Isaiah, all one word, Isaiah is I-S-A-I-A-H. There is also another Facebook page called Team Isaiah. Uh, Michelle, what are some other ways that people can get involved and help and contact you? I know that, you know, parents can feel so intimidated and these big machines probably know that it's hard for parents, especially in a stressful situation where they, they're having to advocate for their child um, to mobilize funds and resources to pay for expert, independent legal help. Um, some, I had heard from someone else that court assessors uh, in the case of autism often do not know much about
6: Autism, mm-hmm.
2: so the parents mm-hmm. uh, can consider looking to uh, independent hiring their own legal help, uh, but how ma- and then present uh, all the salient facts to to that independent legal help, legal experts. But how many parents can do that? What are right. we gravitating towards a situation where parents are uh, in- too intimidated to take their kids to the ER in Illinois or, or Massachusetts? Mm-hmm. What kind of a situation is that?
6: Right, it happens. I, I really, everywhere though in New York too. Yeah. You know, you have to really think twice before, you know, you go in the ER. The first thing they do is try to vaccinate your kid. You know, you go in your kid has a, a, a laceration or it's sick or something, and, and you know and they're standing there trying to immunize them. Uh, it, the whole thing is is nuts. I, I think as a community, we, we just have to get together and, and fight back, and we can. We definitely can. So, Michelle,
3: how do we get in touch with you? How do we mobilize? How do people help you? Yes. Um, uh, there, is, um, there is the Team Isaiah, and then there is also um, the, the prayer group that has been added to that, and um, there is also a, a website called um, org. And that has some stories on there. And then they, they have made shirts, um, donations. Friends have all set this up. Um, there has been people coming together, thankfully, because I feel like this is a big battle. This is a David and Goliath type battle. Mm-hmm. These hospitals and the states, they have unlimited resources, you know, as individuals and parents. And in my situation, you know, I've I've raised Isaiah by myself. You know, we just don't have all of those resources. And, you know, I have spent my days calling and reaching out and and networking and trying to figure out who can help, who can do this. And, you know, yesterday when I was making calls, you know, I was saying to our state representatives, you know, I was saying, look, you know, this is the United States of America. You know, Mm -hmm. when we talk about hostages, if somebody's in a hostage situation, if we have a prisoner of prisoner of war, as Americans, we're angry. They send in the police task force. I mean, they send in whoever, the FBI. You know, the house is surrounded. Why is this not happening for these children? For being held hostage, you know. And it it, it we have to, you know, band together and say no. We will not stand for this. We as a people will not stand for this. And I think that people, a lot of it is education. Education is key. People don't realize it's happening. Honestly, months ago, if I would have heard the same story, you know, sadly, I probably in my head would have thought, I mean, I'm I'm embarrassed, you know, but I would have thought, well, what did the parents do wrong? You know, because we are taught that hospitals and doctors are safe. These are safe places. And that is not what is happening. That is not what is trending. And it is, a, it's a form of power, you know, and um, I, I do believe that you're right, that we have to group together as a community, as a nation, and say, no, we will not stand for this.
6: Sure, and good. and it's very can well I just sense. jump in, I, because I think we need to do it on multiple fronts. So we need to do it definitely as on um, prayer, as parents, mm-hmm. you know? Maybe right. but even politically, you know, well, yes. what are we doing politically about it? Who who are the people in office? I can tell you, in New York, I don't know a single candidate or anybody really that absolutely has come out and said, uh, you know, hey, wait, let's slow down here and take a look at, you know, mm-hmm. medical tyranny. Isn't that isn't that what yeah. we're experiencing? here? Yeah. and nobody nobody says it because everybody's afraid.
2: Well. Right. And, um, in the case that Patricia Finn uh, brought up, and then we're going to take a break here, um, about Mary Check, Mary Check is a little girl who actually suffered a life-threatening anaphylactic reaction from vaccination and mm. suffers from additional medical conditions. A risk-benefit analysis was done by her credentialed physician, and a medical exemption was written, yet the court did not accept this. And she had had an anaphylactic reaction to vaccination. That is very serious. About as
3: serious as you can
2: get. Yet the court did not accept this. When did courts become hospitals?
3: Uh-huh. So, really. mm.
2: We all. We're going to take a break here. We will be back shortly, and we'd like to again tell our listeners about the. Wonderful option of cannabidiol oil, CBD oil. You don't have to move from your state; it can be shipped right to your door legally. Hemp Meds PX CBD rich hemp oil is available in all 50 states and over 40 countries. The July 20% off Hemp Meds discount code, exclusive to this radio program, is A1 Radio Seven. A1 Radio Seven. That's for July. Please visit www.hempmedspx. We'll be right back.
4: are listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Do you or someone you love struggle with Alzheimer's disease or some other disorder? Many times, there is not an adequate support forum where you can learn from and discuss topics from top guest experts. Tune in to Neuromatters, the brink of Alzheimer's with Dr. Sam Brinkman. Although thought of as a disease that affects only older individuals, increasingly symptoms are being found in people who are in their 40s and 50s. Get the answers. Neuromatters airs live Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness.
5: Have you had your CBD today? CBD, or cannabidiol, is a natural part of hemp oil that's making headlines in 2014. Hemp Meds is the world's trusted source for CBD-rich hemp oil because they see total body care as a necessity, not a luxury. Hemp Meds offers premium CBD-rich hemp oils in a variety of ways, from natural hair and skin care to herbal supplements and lifestyle products. And CBD-rich hemp oil is available right now in all 50 states. Quality begins with non-GMO industrial hemp cultivars grown on family farms using no pesticides, herbicides, or toxic fertilizers. Only with HempMets are you guaranteed consistent, quality, natural CBD-rich hemp oil from Healthy Hemp. There are so many different ways to enjoy CBD-rich hemp oil from HempMets. The only question we have for you is... Have you had your CBD today?
4: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness.
1: Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866 472 5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry.
2: We're back with Patricia Finn Esquire and Michelle. Rider and Michelle has been uh, telling us about the situation where she lovingly sought appropriate medical care for her son Isaiah in the state of Illinois, and he was taken from her. And you know, this is this is just a really horrible situation, beyond horrible for Isaiah and for uh, Michelle. And I, you know, what are parents sitting in Illinois or uh, Massachusetts where Justina was and where? Uh, Michelle also consulted with, and New York that uh, Patricia Finn mentioned, what are parents thinking there? So if uh, if the child, you know, has a, a laceration or something and they need to be seen in urgent care, if the parents don't go, uh, then something uh, negative can be said about them. But if they do go, is their child going to ed- end up in a neighborhood where there's shootings because the state took custody of their child. I mean, what kind of a situation is that to be in? Patricia Finn, what kind of a situation is that to be in?
6: Well, you know, it's it's scary, I'll tell you. And listening uh, to Michelle's story is is very moving. Um, you know, I, I try to be optimistic about things. Uh, I believe in good government. I believe the courts are, are definitely available and accessible um, but at the same time, I recognize there is a huge breakdown uh and and parents are afraid i mean i I worry too. Um, my children are older now, but you know you take a child into an ER and uh, right away they're asking you about vaccines and all kinds of things and you know and parents are afraid and i I think it really comes down to a type of medical tyranny that we're experiencing. Pharma is just absolutely out of control. Uh, everybody is being uh drugged, 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 and more drugged. Uh, Obamacare is nothing more than a way to pay for that, uh, for pharma to get more rich. Um, I think as parents... Um, you know, we need to really get together and and fight back as hard as possible because then there'd be less likelihood that these things would occur, you know, if there were real consequences for a doctor to carelessly um, prescribe medications that aren't necessary or, or die invasive and dangerous diagnostic exams that aren't necessary, um... You know, the elderly, uh, uh, they're victims, too, much like the children, um, just being drugged uh, and medicated, really, to death. It's very, very scary stuff. I I think in the courts, you know, it is hard. And and when you look at Mary's case, it it is troubling. Um, But it's not over. You know, it's far from over. And uh, we're only getting started. So there's great hope. Um, for parental rights in Mary's case, and hopefully Mary's case would set a standard that would um, stop some of the things that are occurring, such as what's happened to Isaiah. Very troubling.
2: And, Patricia, you'll be back with us again in two weeks. So uh, that will be July 22nd. Um, At the same time, to our listeners, Patricia, Finn will be back with us, and we'll be talking about civil rights, uh, due process, um, and such, and uh, be more informed on this topic. Why don't you just give us a a brief intro, Patricia, of what does the term civil rights literally mean?
6: Well, I suppose it depends on uh, who you're asking. You know, perhaps Dr. King would have... A different uh, interpretation of that, as as what I do. But you know, basically, it's it's fundamental rights and guarantees to live freely and happily and safely uh, in in a great country like we live in the United States. And and when you're a mother and you can't bring your child to the doctor because if you do, you're accused of something, and then if you don't bring them, you're accused of something. You know that clearly that runs a foul of of what is I guess described as as civil rights the work that i do involves parental rights specifically and it is the you know the parent is really in the best uh, position to make choices for their child's health and well-being and i think there there's a formula there where you need contribution from the doctors and the parents and and perhaps uh you know religious uh, clergy or lady or whatever whatever it is but but there's more to it uh than a pill or an injection or you know some needless surgery and and we need to really really start swimming back hard Mary's case will be a model uh for future uh parental rights issues uh because it's been so well organized and that's in part because Uh, um, You know, Dina, Mary's mother, she had a vast support network um, that I don't think Michelle has had. Clearly, uh, Alex's mother uh, did not have that, and uh, we need to help each other. And so we're doing that with Mary's case, and we hope to spread that out um, throughout the country.
2: Absolutely, and Patricia, thank you for being one of the few courageous enough to take on issues such as these. And to our listeners, please remember to visit the website Bring Isaiah Home. Uh, you can Google that as well, Bring Isaiah Home. You can visit the Facebook pages, Pray to Save Isaiah. Save Isaiah has a hashtag before it, Pray to Save Isaiah. and. Also, Team Isaiah, Michelle Ryder, also has um, a Facebook page. Um, her name, Michelle, has two L's. Patricia Finn's uh, website that we encourage you to visit in advance of uh, Patty being back with us in two weeks is www.vaccineexemption.org. So uh, thank you to Patricia Finn Esquire and Michelle Ryder for being my guests today. Thank you, ladies.
6: Thank, you. Oh, thank okay. you. Thank you. You know what? Could, uh, your listeners visit Patricia Finn Attorney on Facebook and they can ask questions that I can answer when I come back.
2: Okay, that's a really good idea. Absolutely. Okay. So um, next week my guest is Cecily Tice Everson. Cecily Everson of Tao Holistics. Don't forget to register for free. For the Autism One Thrive Conference, which is August 29th at the Sheraton Universal in Universal City, California, you can register at www.autismone.org. Michelle, best to Isaiah and you um, until we speak here again. And uh, Patty, we'll talk to you in two weeks. To our listeners, thank you for tuning in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel.